I was really shit at it in the beginning. I failed so many times. Jeremy Hoffman. Jeremy Hoffman. Jeremy Hoffman. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was super good and I had so much talent. Didn't use that talent to end up where I wanted to be. In all those years, I didn't draw at all. Never. I was 40. Maybe I need to stop talking about the past. I created a plan to get there in five years. But then a year later, suddenly the studio closed down where I worked. And then I thought, well, this is my moment and I'm gonna jump into the deep. I picked up where I left it as a small kid. I remembered sitting uh, behind my desk, drawing day in, day out. My mom painted, but she painted for herself. And my dad, he was a construction worker, so he didn't have any knowledge about art. But he knew that I wanted to do something with drawing. When I uh, went to the attic at home, I found all these old sketches. that he took them out of my uh, garbage bin and saved them in the attic. Wow. I did it day in, day out, week after week, month after month, year after year. Does stress play a role in your life anymore? What triggers me is... People are afraid. They are afraid of making mistakes. I've seen so many artists out there, they are so stressed on a social media level about pleasing the audience. If you start to worry about what other people think about what you do, then you lose yourself as well. And that's why I think you need to stay close to yourself. If you do what you love, and if people have a problem with that. Quick one, I wanted to speak directly with you all before we jump into this episode. As you can see, we're scaling up and shifting course. How I'm doing that is evolving into these conversations. So one favor, if you've ever watched this show, and especially if you've enjoyed it or learned something new and interesting, do me a favor and follow on this platform or just share these videos around. It really, really helps me scale up the production, scale up the guests, so everything just gets bigger and bigger. And I promise I will repay that gesture by making sure everything gets better and better and bigger and bigger. How does that sound? Yeah. <laughs> so, in your own words, who are you? What do you do? And why is it important? Ooh, okay, three questions in one. The end of in my work, who am I? Well, I'm Jeremy Hoffman. I'm a character designer. Um, I'm pretty new in the industry uh, for animation. Um, been a freelancer now for two years. And before that, I worked in the game industry uh, for 14 years, I guess. So that's a long time. And before that, um, I worked in the advertising world for four years. I think in my work, I'm uh, the kid that I used to be as uh, sketching, exploring, having fun, drawing whatever I like. Uh, and you have different levels of uh, my work is uh, my personal work when I sketch and of course, when I work for studios, then I use that experience that I gained during all those years as a artist or as a kid. I started to be uh, to become a graphic designer. It's a thing that happened as a kid. When I was a small kid, I used to draw always, um, always drawing characters, having a lot of fun with that. But then at a certain age, I don't know, I was 15, 16. Uh, uh, you go, you're at school, puberty, uh, different things, uh, distractions, um, <laughs> and then you draw less and less. And then uh, I wanted to go to uh, uh, art school, but then in uh, expressive art, because uh, my mom also painted. 
um, not as a profession, but for herself, expressive art, uh, big paintings in the house. So I, I was always attracted to that in my heart. I mean, we, uh, as a kid, I went to museums with my mom. Uh, although I always drew as a, uh, characters in cartoon style, I always liked the uh, express, uh, expressive world. Uh, we, we always had the books of with Picasso and Klimt and I don't know all the abstract painters. So nowadays kids have the art books with, with, with cartoons. So they get inspired by that. But I had those crazy books as a kid uh, with, I didn't know what I saw, but although I, it, it, it stuck in my head, the characters that I did, um, were cartoony. So when I applied for art school, um, they didn't uh, um, uh, gave me the chance because at that time they didn't see a cartoon style as a yeah a good thing in art. In an art school, they didn't. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, the, they didn't accept me as a student. So then I thought, okay, what do I need to do? And and at that time, I mean, um, at this moment, I'm I'm uh, forty. Uh, 47, do I say that correct? In this moment in time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not when you applied for college, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, many years ago, there weren't that many options in school. I mean, nowadays you have for games, for uh, animation, for whatever. Um, and then I choose something that was the closest to me, that was graphic design. And I used to do graffiti when, as a, well, uh, when I was a kid. So I thought, okay, graffiti is with creating words on walls and, and uh, okay, advertising is also with words. And uh, so I thought maybe there's a connection and then I think you can draw a bit. Um, so I hope to find some other students that love to draw, but it was a pretty a bummer because I was the only kid, I guess, almost in school that loved to draw. Everybody was focused on other things. Uh, got a diploma uh, for a graphic designer also added uh, one year in multimedia, was also coming up in the, those years with the internet, etc. Yeah, I needed to find a job, couldn't have find something in the industry and I ended up in a clothing store for four years. Okay. Yeah, so that's funny. And in all those years, I didn't draw at all. Never. In the clothing store, never, you never drew? No, no, maybe once in a while, but it was really like randomly, uh, I don't know. If I compare it with now, now I almost draw each day. But that was the thing that I did as a kid. As a small kid, I remembered sitting uh, behind my desk or at the table, drawing day in, day out. Uh, when I was 12, 13, 14, piles of paper. Uh, uh, my, my dad bought those uh, piles of paper at, uh, at, at the shop and they, he bought uh, the copy paper. So for a uh, copy machine, do you say it correctly? Yeah, yeah. Because those were cheap. So I had big piles of copy paper on my desk and uh, one after another and sketching. And uh, and I remember that he, um, I threw away a lot of drawings at that time because uh, <laughs> I failed so many times. And then later on, uh, many years later, I when I uh, went to the attic at home, I found all these old sketches that were, I don't say, crumbled, crumbled, crumbled yeah. up. Well, and my dad, he took them out of my uh, garbage bin and saved them in the attic. So that's a memory. That. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. And I was, oh, why did he save that? I picked up where I left it at maybe 16, 17. That passion is back again. And that's why I'm really enjoying my moment. And I'm, I'm really using that freedom in, uh, in what I do. And I'm really enjoying every minute of it. It's also, I don't feel restricted in any way. And, and, and I have a lot of stuff, um, experience to compare things with. I mean, I've worked in studios, uh, in-house, uh, in games, in complete productions uh, from start to end. 
Um, I, I worked in the advertising world with deadlines, so I'm super drilled and trained in meeting expectations, uh, know how to divide my time. Um, so I, I'm capable uh, of doing that as well. But now I'm really using that freedom and letting go that tightness. Uh, but I use that knowledge, of course, to guide myself through the world of animation now. Something that stuck out to me there is, you know, obviously your parents, they seem to be very uh, supportive of your passion at an early age. Yeah, yeah, in a way, like, they supported me in the background. They okay. never pushed me or anything. Yeah. And my mom painted, but she painted for herself uh, on a personal level. But she never uh, taught me anything. She didn't interfere with what I was doing. She just let me draw because she was also focused on her own paintings and her own journey as an uh, artist uh, um, and learning things. And my dad, yeah, he liked what he what I did, but he was uh, he was a construction worker, so he didn't have any knowledge about art. But he liked that I draw and that I had fun with it. So that uh, they, my parents let me do whatever I wanted to do. But they always told me you need to study. Study is important because the, both of them never had a education or something, um, and they thought it was important for me. So I I used that. Uh, uh, support to do that but they never told you you should follow this path no absolutely not I, I could do whatever i wanted to do i but i already knew when i was a small kid um when i was nine ten eleven i don't know i already knew that i wanted to do something with drawing even my teachers at that school said that you will be a illustrator or something it's always been the case but I never, the, the, that's the thing that I miss maybe in those years that maybe you said like uh, nobody push you, but thinking back, I wish that, that I had people that supported me more like uh, trained me or learned me anything because I, uh, when I think about artists, for example, with Picasso, they had uh, their parents, I thought his, his father was a, uh, also a teacher, uh, a painter. So he, he, he got uh, his father learning everything at a young age. So that, those are cool thoughts. Like, okay, th that would be a, would have been cool if uh, if you had a parent that's super good that teaches you, so that when you're I don't know, 15, 16, you're top notch. Uh, but do you think that would be worth it then if you hit that peak too early and you don't have the experience? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, but I, I don't. Uh, uh, it's an idea. Okay, what would have happened if that was uh, would have been the case? But I don't mind. I'm, I'm really happy about where I am now. And, and that's also a thing that I've learned to uh, let go of the past and focus on the future. That's the same thing with um, that I made a decision a couple of years ago to switch to become a character designer. I mean, uh, at the moment when I was in doubt about where I was, I was 40. I, was, I had been working for 15 years in the game industry and I, I was thinking, okay, is this where I want to stay for the future. And I was thinking about when I was young and once in a while I was talking with friends or to other people like, okay, when I was a kid, I was super good and I had so much talent and I didn't use that talent to, to grow and end up where I wanted to be. Although I was super happy that I could draw for a living at a, in the game studio because uh, don't understand me wrong, I, it was awesome. I could do everything I wanted. Uh, uh, but it was in a different area, in, in a different... Uh, I worked on certain IPs that weren't that close to me. Um, and I always thought, okay, characters were so cool. And then, and then when I was 40, 
I, I told myself, maybe I need to stop talking about the past, about when I was a kid and why did I never um, improved on that level with characters. And then I thought, well, maybe I need to start now. Well, I created a plan uh, to get there in five years. I had a friend, a good friend of mine, uh, he, he also made a switch. Uh, he, wa he, he was in the same studio where I worked and he, um, he wanted to become a, a storyboard artist for the big studios. And we were like, yeah, yeah, right, around the world. Because nowadays it's easy to connect with the studios around the world. But back in the days, it wasn't possible. Uh, you needed to move to maybe to the States or something to get there. And uh, But he made a plan for five years and he practiced every day, studied uh, the tutorials, etc. And after five years, he uh, said uh, goodbye and he jumped into the deep and he became a, a storyboard artist. So, and he was gone and I was like, wow, you did it, man. Super cool. And then when I reached that uh, point of, okay, I'm, I'm in doubt about what I want. And I was thinking about him. Oh man, he did it. Why can't I do it? So then I called him, okay, let's talk. And he inspired me, gave me tips about, okay, you need to, you can start here or give yourself a plan. And then for me, that journey started. I kept on working full time, uh, had a family, kids. So I needed to pick my time in the evening, sometimes at night to practice. When I went to work in the morning, I, I bought little sketchbooks to uh, practice drawing from life. Um, I was really shit at it in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I can't do this. But I stuck to it and I did it every day. I listened to podcasts, to interviews from all kinds of artists to get more knowledge, inspiration. Uh, uh, remember somebody said uh, withdrawing each day you need to it's better to do it a, a couple of minutes each day than maybe an hour in two weeks or uh, and so then i try to adapt it in my system like uh, he mentioned like it, it needs to be become a habit like brushing your teeth and and i thought okay let's do it and then i started to when i went to work by train started to sketch in my lunch break started to observe people outside the window in the park when I went back home, so I had already three times a day that I started to practice. And I, day, I did it day in, day out, uh, week after week, month after month, year after year. And that's only on observing. And then at the side, I kept on learning on other things with shapes, with styles, with, uh, yeah, what, whatever was, was out there. And, um, and along the way, I almost reached those five years. And then I think in the fourth year, I made the decision to work one day less a week. I asked the studio if I was allowed. I thought, well, maybe I can do some little bit of freelance, see if that works. Uh, tried that. It worked a little bit, but I thought, well, okay, if I'm going to do some freelance work uh, uh, once a week, man, may maybe I need to do it two days then. So also in the weekend. But then you have a working week of six, six days that doesn't work with family and kids. So I thought that's not a success. But then a year later, suddenly the studio closed down where I worked. And, uh, and then I thought, I was, maybe I was hoping for it that it would happen. And then I thought, well, this is my moment and I'm gonna jump into the deep. So, and then, uh, yeah, things happened and I started to work for studios. But um, connecting to that, because I'm only talking about this line in my journey, uh, at the site, uh, I also had a line running with uh, posting things on Instagram. So when I started to sketch, I decided, okay, I'm gonna post uh, things on Instagram for myself, not to gain followers. I, d I, don't, I didn't care. 
still don't care about the amount of followers or something. I just wanted to post for myself like a diary. And I remember the first post that I did, there was, uh, I posted it and I showed my wife and she told me like, uh, you need to put a hashtag in it. And I was like, what's the hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, now I'm really feeling old. But <laughs> she reminded me, okay, put a hashtag in it. And then along the way, by posting each day, uh, uh, I got more uh, attention by followers. And during these days, it increased. But again, I didn't care about the followers. But at a certain point, uh, I got a really cool artists or directors that started to follow me or recruiters. And then I was thinking, okay, maybe there is a chance for me that I'm doing something correct because I re was really in doubt about, uh, am I good enough? And there are so many character designers out there. They are so skilled. They can do so many cool and good things. I'm missing out on so many skills because that was, I, I was aware of, about that when I started with that journey like okay i really need to learn a lot although i have so much experience in the game industry character designer is a different discipline and skill so i need to be humble start at the beginning um like a student and then um yeah learn but also then being insecure about certain things that i did because i knew that i i i use a certain freedom and i first thought it was a sort of a weakness um in creating characters, but then I learned that it's a strength. And now with that, with freedom, I mean, um, I let go of rules. I don't tie myself up to getting at a certain uh, endpoint with uh, with creating things. I just follow my instinct, my heart, and then up, sometimes you end up in really cool creative situations. It's a, it's a, the the freedom that we have as a kid. Huh? It's the same thing with with kids that play in the fields, who play soccer. Uh, they don't care about big uh, uh, football leagues or whatever. They just have fun. It doesn't need to be perfect. They just play football, run, laugh, fall, uh, get up, get filthy. And later on, when you, it becomes a profession, you become more serious and you lose the joy of it because it's about making money. And, uh, and I told myself, it's not for me about making money. It's about finding myself again and having that joy and, uh, and in this case, well, I'm super happy that I can make people happy with it and inspire uh, people with it. Because it's not only with, with, with the fact that I draw and that I um, uh, inspire people with those drawings, but it's also probably with the path that I've walked um, that gives people hope or recognition or um, uh, because I've been in the shoes of other artists like Insecure and... Uh, but believe in yourself and, 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 and just go for there. And I always told myself, I don't care if I will become a character designer or not, really. For me, it was all about the journey. I, all the people that I met in all those years, that's so valuable. I mean, if I wouldn't have making those steps, then I would be at the same spot, um, not happy, uh, not drawing at home. Um, thinking back, if I wouldn't have made that, I, I would, would have missed out on so many things. Um, and who could have guessed that I would end up where I am now, uh, uh, sitting at this table, for example. <laughs> not was, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, yeah. That, that's a thing that's super funny that you never thought about those things. And then um, uh, luckily, yeah, you do something that is appreciated by other artists. And, uh, and, and that's super great. I mean, uh, uh, also gives me a proud feeling that uh, that I did it and uh, that I stuck to it, uh, my ideas. And uh, 
again and everything that comes on my path is something extra as something yeah an awesome memory uh yeah couldn't be happier on that level something that i've been thinking about a lot lately that you've brought up is this idea of play and how important it is to be open to the world and be playful in it like yeah. you said like kids are yeah and it's becoming more and more apparent to me that it is essentially the key to having a good experience in life yeah is being playful yeah so if we talk about that as an actionable thing for artists to look through that's what you say i just tried to play with my drawings i'm just yeah. having fun i want this freedom yeah but you also say inspiration is good for people as well are you just having fun creating your art or is also the idea of inspiration important to you as well no i think uh, the first thing for me is that i need to have fun myself because if i have fun then i can uh, send that positivity to others i and i that's also a, i think it's a golden rule you need to do it for yourself because i've seen so many artists out there they are so stressed on a social media level about pleasing the audience and they are really getting stressed out of the because of that and that's why i think you need to stay close to yourself if you do what you love then people will see that and if you start to worry about what other people think about what you do and how you need to do it then you start to pleasing them instead of yourself and then you that's like almost doing work that you don't like and it's also for me um, also connected to that because when i worked in the studios and i was missing certain creativity and it was also a, um, was one of my first steps that I needed to learn that I don't need to rely uh, with my happiness on my work. So that's when I uh, also started to not only practice things, but also sketch for myself in my sketchbook with the ideas about things that I liked, stories that I liked, themes that I liked, things from when I was a kid or uh, from movies or whatever. And I started to draw those kinds of things. And then I was, was uh, thinking about hey, why didn't I do that before? Because um, if you expect, have certain expectations at work, like uh, I want to draw like this, and you know you can't, but you get frustrated about it, take away that expectation from your work and move it to your own stuff, because then you have something to look out to when you're at home, and it gives you energy, and maybe it inspires you to do certain things at work you can use. So for, so for me, it's really important that I have my my happiness within me because if if i rely hold on to the job that makes me happy that job will won't be there uh, forever that's that's reality and if that job leaves i'm still happy now because i have my sketchbooks i can sketch wherever i want whatever i want to and i'm my own boss and that's so that that connects to that freedom i feel free every day and if I work, then I also have uh, a blast. I love it, uh, working for the studios, uh, the, the coolest projects. Um, I never imagined that that could happen. Um, so it gives, I, I'm lucky that I have both things. I get energy from work, but I still keep on sketching for myself because I also learned that when I sketch for myself, I learned so many things that I can use at the job. Um, so it's a win-win situation. Certain people, they work their jobs. And like you said, they just work and work and they try to find happiness yeah. in their work. Things change. That is the only thing that's true in the universe is things will change. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. That is the truth of the world. 
It's you the only thing adapt. we can rely yeah. on. Yeah, we have to be adaptable. But at the same time, you've got this voice in your head saying, oh, fine, you know, do that, be happy, do that, be happy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it takes time for people to realize, I don't, there's other ways to think about this. Yeah. You know, there's other ways to find inner happiness. So I'm curious for you, when did that moment occur for you where you said, whoa, I'm actually not happy doing this at the moment. I want to transition and do this instead. Yeah, I think that happened when I was 40. Uh, I mean, yeah, and, and, and that's an age. I, I've got a lot of friends uh, from the same age. It's a certain point that you reach like, okay, is this life? You're in the middle almost with the future. And, uh, and in my case, also uh, having a family and kids. Um, and then you think about, okay, is, is this it? Uh, does it make me happy? Do I miss things? And then uh, uh, you work hard in studios and, uh, and sometimes I also had a, a burnout at a certain point because of uh, work with stress. And then you start to think about it. Okay, will this happen more in the future? Will it get less or does this make me happy? And then you become uh, realistic about, okay, life is short. Um, you need to uh, enjoy every minute of it and you need to take chances. I don't want to die and that I would regret um, that I didn't do things. That's really a thing that's in the back of my mind constantly. When I die, then I want to say I did what I wanted to do. That's why I, 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 I made that decision to do it because then, uh, then I wouldn't be happy. And now, <laughs> yeah. I, now I already did so many things uh, 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 that I never expected to do. Uh, things that I said, I will never do this. I will never do an interview with <laughs> those things. But then I said, no, just try, man. I mean, uh, don't be afraid uh, that things go wrong. If things go wrong, learn from it. That's also because that's the thing that stops people. Huh? People are afraid. They are afraid of making mistakes, to fail. What would other people think? I, and, and what triggers me is I think that you, well, no, not fail, but... You already succeed when you try. And that's really, and it's not to be like, ah, oh, I said to idolize it. It's, it's really, I really mean it. Just give it a try. It makes you so proud. Even if you don't succeed, then you can tell yourself, I tried. I always said I would never do it, but I did it. Did it went how I planned, but I already made the first step. And if you're then strong enough or gather the strength again, okay, I'm going to give it another try. See what happens then. And then it's, it's, yeah, sometimes you fall down, you bump your nose, whatever, and you get up. And it hurts sometimes and you cry sometimes. It's part of life. I mean, and I think a lot of people are really afraid of, of those things with uh, failing and all the emotions that are connected and uh, getting depressed. Um, but all those things I see as a positive things because you learn from that. Okay, if you're depressed, okay, then think about what can I do about it? Sometimes jump in the deep. You're perpetually happy now. Yeah. I'm super happy You're now. You're super happy. And, and, and yeah. that's, that's really the, that's a question uh, people often ask me. It's really, it comes from, from the bottom of my heart. I'm so happy with creating. Also happy that I'm uh, in the middle of other artists. Because when I was a kid, I never had friends that were creative. I was always, I had friends, but I was alone on that level never understood me about creating or how I think about certain things. And along the way, I made so many friends on art level, 
on a certain level because there are so many levels of how you talk about art and passionate um you have you have also artists that really are focused on making money um and it's a good thing it's a job but i'm the artist that's really focused on creating awesome things and and creating magic and connecting and and of course it's important to to earn money because i have family i need to support them as, as my kids and uh, um but the happiness is the most important thing and i don't need much i don't think in big cars I, if i can pay my bills uh, we have food at the table and we can do some small things that we're happy with i'm super happy and grateful and i have my art uh, my own thing as well I become because when you have a certain age hey, you're a dad and a husband and but you also want to be yourself at a certain point and do things you like because that's important if you sacrifice yourself only for others um and then you lose yourself as well. I mean, it's not it's not a bad thing eh, to think um, about yourself. Well, the same thing with, do I draw for myself or for uh, to inspire others? No, first for myself. I want to be happy because if I'm happy, I have more energy to help others. If I'm not ha happy, then I can't help others. So th that's my philosophy. Does stress play a role in your life anymore? Um, n not like it used to be because um i can have stress from from things but i don't have stress from work i don't have stress uh, from instagram or posting or whatever except the hashtags of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no i really don't worry about it because uh, what i mentioned uh, we just talked about it that there are so many artists that get stressed out burned out by social media i have to leave social media because uh, all the thoughts and uh, worries and uh, i don't have it but also I have a clear border for myself. I don't um, focus too much on uh, comments or uh, direct messages. Um, because if I would do so, then you get sucked into that world. And I don't want that. I want to focus on And Sometimes I reply to a message. or, But I, I choose to do it whenever I want to. So, uh, And stress in life. Of course, things happen in life when you have stress um, or insecurity. Uh, Everybody has stress, I guess. Uh, you have uh, your your creative path, you have work path, uh, you have personal life, family. There are all kinds of stress factors in there. But I, but I'm luckily, I don't worry too much about small things. It's also a thing that I've learned. I see so many things worry about small things, and it takes a lot of way. It costs you so much energy, and I think like, please focus on important things in life. Those small things don't change your life. Uh, you don't. You can't influence that. Focus on the things that where you can make change, changes, and things happen. And then let it go. Continue. Focus on the future. That's really. Uh, it's it, yeah. It, it's wasted time sometimes to worry about two small things. And it's easier said than done because I know that sometimes things get stuck in your head. But you have to practice that, I guess, and. Uh, if, even if you remind yourself of, okay, don't worry about it, that's already a good thing because then you become aware about, okay, that's not important. Focus on the good things in life, the positive things in life. Do you think drawing has kind of brought that into your life for you? Because I know you said before that you will find moments of time within your day and sketch. You're always carrying sketchbooks yeah. around. Yeah. So you're sketching, you become very present. Yeah. Does that help kind of relieve pressure or you find happiness in those moments uh it's 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 just i don't know i've got the urge to draw to create i have so many ideas in my head uh, just makes me happy i don't know yeah. 
it's creating well th that's the thing that i uh, was thinking about last week because we talked a little bit uh, last week about inspiring people and i was it made me think about inspiring and um what's super important that you inspire yourself because i was thinking about that and that's also why i post uh for myself i inspire myself to improve to i post my ideas and then i inspire myself to continue with that so it starts as well with yourself if you can get in that flow yeah, then nobody can stop you and that's what i noticed i inspire myself when i go to bed once in a while i go to my instagram and i go what did i draw a couple of months ago oh yeah this was cool i need to pick this uh, idea up again or i need to practice this part so i inspire myself with what i do <laughs> wow. so that, that's that, that, that's yeah and i get inspiration everywhere i mean from life from from artists but you need to find it in yourself because if because then you you stay loyal to your own thing if i would focus too much on others then you slowly start to bend maybe towards that art thing or artist and i think well i can inspire myself i have so many ideas <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't know yeah the, feels like that because it's funny that you know when we initially talked right always my first approach is okay would you like to do the podcast yeah by the way this is the point of the podcast we pick something to talk about that inspires you yeah but we couldn't come to a consensus yeah. on that the closest we got was hugo the hippo i think yeah, yeah that was <laughs> because we talked of, of, about animation yeah movies. of course yeah but that's why I was like, okay this is a great conversation to have because how you approach your inspiration is you know it's not just one source no i'm absolutely sure many not. people are like that but i mean something that really struck me is how you describe things in, with your senses yeah and that is not something that i had heard before most people oh, talk okay. in, in visual sense yeah but sounds or smells you yeah. know even tastes inspire yeah. you it's in everything I, if you talk about a taste or about uh, a smell it's all also um it's all based also on memories, uh, on things that you experienced before. And it can be in music, can be related to, to music in a movie that a scene happens and you adapt to that. And I'm, a, and I'm a guy that really gets into movies. I really experience, I step in that world and I can get emotional about it or scared or whatever. I suck in that moment. Same thing with, with, with friends or situations in the world. I can try to step in that emotion so that's why probably with so many elements or maybe how light falls or uh, with colors it reminds me of something and sometimes there's a feeling behind it and then sometimes i can't place my finger on it but it's it's a an instinct or i don't know and sometimes it's really a visual thing that i automatically uh, know uh, what it refers to but it's in everything. When I draw, uh, I always play music. And when I draw on a certain theme, I put on music that is connected to that theme. If I draw cowboys, I love to listen to uh, uh, to Ennio with the Western music. Uh, uh, when I have a Christmas theme, I put on Christmas music. And I, and that's a funny thing. When I listen to music, I never I never listen to the lyrics. Um, I listen to the sound and the feeling that it gives me. And sometimes I listen to a song and it can make me cry because it has a certain emotion in me. Uh, maybe I come up with my own story connected to that, uh, like almost a movie scene. So it's like you, you're creating scenarios in situations because of a memory or a smell or a light or a, 
um, and then automatically a story appears, an emotion, uh, and then if the uh, situation appears, then you automatically, to at least me, um, step into that situation, and then things can happen. How would I react, or what would I do? And then, yeah, a story happens in my head. <laughs> okay, but you focus primarily on character design. Then. Yeah. So how does that manifest through the characters then? Because you do you paint the characters in a scene or? You're designing a character. No, as a character designer uh, for studios, um, I'm more, more focused on the concept part. So you get a description of a character or a script. And then, um, depending on the task, uh, I explore options for that character. How do I see it? And then I do research and also dig in my own experiences or memories. Uh, and then you tr try to find the right character that suits that role. And then you, and there are so many ways to visualize a character i mean it, it's um yeah there are so many choices to be made to to create the right characters not only in the looks it's in how they behave how they think how they act uh uh it's not only about what you wear uh in clothes but how you wear it you can wear it in ten thousand ways that tell it all a different story to tie to loose uh um uh torn down, filthy, but then with a reason behind it. If you have a small kid with uh, really large pants on that's too big, maybe he has an older brother that gave him that pants because they don't have much money. Or maybe when they're poor, uh, a kid wears a too tight, short pants because they couldn't afford a new pants. I don't know, there's a story within everything. My goal is to find those elements and put it in there so that it makes it credible and that you feel it and it makes it unique and that it fits the story. You you dive into that character. You try to understand how that person feels, how it would react, what it would do. Um, and it's about when you look at a character, it's it's the first impression that you have. I mean, um, you can uh, sketch a character in a certain pose that it's doing something or thinking something, um, but just even if it stands still, you have a certain look and you have a first impression. If you go to the streets or you have an interview with somebody you don't know, you, you look at somebody. What did they do to their hair or what kind of clothes do they wear? It tells something about that person. And it's not that it needs to be the right, that it's the truth about you think about somebody because sometimes you have it wrong, but it's your first impression. And everybody has a first impression. Impression. I mean, that's what you do. Um, and that's what with characters as well. So I try to get the right impression when people look at that character that it fits the story. You say you mix in your experience as well. So do you think now you're in your late forties? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and you're a phenomenal artist, of course. Thank yeah, you. Well, I mean, of course. Yeah, it's a beautiful work. You inspire so many people. But with Age comes experience. Yeah. So do you think that, let's say, you had this uh, ability to take ideas from your head through your hand to the paper, but in when you're 19 or 20, do you think it would be as valuable a skill as you have now? Uh, no, I think that the older you get, the more experience you get on so many levels uh, in life, things that happen to you, but also about being... Uh, at a younger age, you're more insecure because you didn't experience so many things. You think insecurity comes from a lack of experience? Can be. It, it depends on personality because some people are really secure about themselves. Um, um, so that depends. You can't combine it into one answer. But I, I do think so. You, the, the unknown thing. I mean, you, that's why you need to go out and live. That's the same thing 
for also for artists, for young artists, because I know a lot of uh, artists uh, are more closed uh, in personality. Uh, they're stuck in their own room at home. Um, it's, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it's, I think it's really valuable to go out there and experience life and don't be afraid because um, uh, a lot of people tell, uh, talk about, well, I couldn't draw because this happened or my mom or my parents or friends or somebody died and uh, I got an accident. That's part of life. Everybody has his own story. But you need to embrace those moments and see if you can give it a spot in life. And then you can use your art to express that feeling, that insecurity. And then, but don't be afraid. You need to gain experience because at, depending on what you want to do with your art, but in case with character design, uh, the whole world is filled with people. And if you go out there and you observe and you meet people, you can use that, uh, uh, that knowledge um, to put in your artwork. I like that answer because it touches on what we were talking about earlier in the sense of when young people post on Instagram, younger people, and they, oh, you know, they have all these things and issues in their head and, yeah. oh, will this be liked enough? I only got two likes on this yeah, one, absolutely. And, you know, and all this kind of expectation. Yeah. Right. So you're layering an expectation, whereas most people would say, you know, people who win succeed, but actually what happens is they fail a lot more than other people. Um, and now you've just seen them when they've, for the first time, succeeded, you know? Yeah. They've outfailed the competition, basically. Do you think that's important in art as well? Or at least change that in their head so it doesn't say, I'm not failing, I'm succeeding by drawing. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to look at it in a, in a positive way. I think it's important when you... Well, fail. I don't like the word failure because when you try it, that, that's what I said before, then you already did a great thing. But I think it's good for yourself to see if you can find the, the, the spot where it went wrong. Okay, and how can I... Because try to learn from your mistakes because if you don't learn it, you keep on making the same mistakes. Don't be stubborn. Uh, sometimes you need to learn or uh, put in some extra practice or, or get out of your house. Um, then sometimes uh, you need to step out of your victim role. And, uh, and maybe sometimes it's hard to say, but sometimes it's the best thing to say to help people. No, now put yourself together and try it again. Or what, what went wrong? Maybe you need to go in a different uh, road, different direction. Try to learn from those situations. Don't see it as a failure. See it as something, okay, I tried this. This didn't work. Why didn't it work? Okay, uh, I made the wrong turn. I need to do it over again, but then faster or whatever. Try to think about it. Challenge yourself in learning because that is so valuable because if you succeed, then things become boring and maybe you always play it safe. But sometimes you need to take a challenge. Uh, maybe you already know you will fail, but then you already experience like, okay, what's out there? Okay, these will, will, will be the things that I will bump into later on. And, but now I have it clear that these are obstacles. So how can I um, go around these obstacles or I can conquer these problems or whatever? Um, just try it because then you get more clarity about what's there. And if you stay, if you are afraid to uh, make those mistakes, you will never know what's out there. So it's better to bump your nose to those, uh, yeah, I don't know, parts. Uh, <laughs> um, because then you can know, you know where you're going or what you need to do. You mentioned victim there. Yeah. Victim role. Is that yeah. what you said? Because you just break that down a bit more for me. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it, it sounds like a harsh word. It's not a victim. But sometimes if you tell yourself, yeah, I can't do this because of... And you find so many reasons. Um, but some often people are conditioning themselves uh, in a situation that they see themselves that they are like that because of they are like that. And I think it's also a thing that is, depending on the situation, eh? don't get me wrong, you can change your own, the view on yourself. I can't do it because I'm lazy. I can't do it. No, then try to adjust it. And if you tell you something that you are in a, in a certain way, then you will believe that you are like that. I've learned that at a later age that I can change my own because everything is based on patterns in your life that you do it, always do it in the same way. And I do it because I am like that. And you started to believe that because you tell yourself, I am like that. I can't do it because I, I, I never could do it. But sometimes or often people think about a situation back in their life when they were a kid and they couldn't do it then. And they always said, when they became older and old, I can't do it because then this happened. And then 20 years later and 30 years later, I can't do it because you're talking about when you were 10 or whatever, or it happened when you were, you're now more mature. You experience more things in life. Try it again. Don't be afraid. Just try it again. And you'll see that maybe you are not the person you think you are and you can do way more things. That's so important mindset in your head Believe in yourself. There are parts in you that you can change, but you need to tell yourself, no, I can do it. I can try it. Will I succeed? I don't know, but I can try it. It's it's a mindset. But again, depending on the situation, because there are things that are really in people's personality that are really challenging. But even within that, in that personality, there are things you can change or adjust the view on yourself about being insecure about what other people think it's not an easy way it's a hard way it makes you at a certain one more insecure but when you do make that step i believe that it will make you break free more and enjoy life more yeah it's very fulfilling i think yeah when you realize something like happiness is a choice yeah. You know, that's really a powerful statement. Yeah. Because you could get stuck in victim land or yeah. whatever the word we're going to yeah. use, you know. But when you decide to pick yourself up and get out of that, yeah. it is powerful because you could become far more resilient. Yeah. Absolutely. Far more resilient. And again, there are people with, that have so super shitty lives that are really in situations that, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I can't say, I'll be positive. No, of course not. People in war with, I don't know home situations or whatever yeah th- yeah that is super shit that that's a different thing but uh, there is a level of that you can influence on look at the things that you can change some things you can't change but some things you can try to focus on that uh, it's uh, yeah a small opening in the darkness sometimes and you can use that energy to at least then it's better to feel uh, only one moment a week that you have a, a good moment instead of having a bad moment the whole week. So then grab through that moment you can create that gives you some happiness. Hold on that. Yeah. <laughs> as much yeah. as you can. Yeah. It's funny, you, know, you touch on things. There's a book I read called um, The Atomic Habit. I think it is Atomic Habits. Okay. And by a guy called James Clear. But he talks about habit forming. 
being like four steps. Yeah. But that's exactly what you're talking about there is you're basically talking about there's something that triggers you, that cues you, you get a response. Yeah. You know, you want to go and then you smell chocolate. You're like, oh. Or if you're sitting every evening watching TV and every evening you have chocolate, the yeah. one evening you don't have chocolate, your body's like, oh, what's uh, <laughs> what's going on here today? You know, can I have some chocolate, please? You're just like, well, no. But it's, you're like... You can train yourself not to think like that because it's all up here. You know, it's a totally mental thing, um, which is hard to do. But like you said, far more fulfilling. And obviously you're a good example of this because you're perpetually happy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, now I am. I don't know where I am uh, within five (laughs) years or ten that I'm completely burned out. I don't know. But uh, that's I I, uh, embrace each day. I enjoy everything in life and uh, when there are problems on my path then I'll deal with them um, I don't avoid them I mean uh, that's life I prefer to attack it uh, instead of uh, avoiding these things is that a more recent change or no I think like uh, that's a part of me okay I always uh, um, uh, had situations that uh, they were there and you need to deal with them um, I can't sometimes you can't pick uh, uh, things in life life happens to you on certain levels yeah oh life always happens yeah that's what i was going to ask you about your five-year plan my five-year plan <laughs> did it actually go to plan perfectly yeah absolutely yeah really? because when i i said it when i was uh, yeah. uh 40 now i'm uh, 47 yeah um and two years ago i made a switch to become a full-time freelancer as a character designer um so that i was 45 then so it was yeah started at 40 45 five years why was it? Why was it important for you to switch to animation? Then why was animation? Um, I. It's about story, and in the game, the the focus is also uh, a lot of on the gameplay. And uh, nowadays, more and more um, with monetization, and uh, so when you have a project, you focus on how it looks and story and how it feels. But there's also a big focus on earning money in a certain way, and. Um, I didn't feel connected with that. I want to focus on a on a true uh, product that comes from the heart and experience. But again, it depends because there are so many games out there that really look look great. But I don't have any connection with games. I really, fo- yeah, I, I love movies, animation movies, and I don't know. It's um, that's interesting. Is it is it because you're an observer rather than a participant? um yeah maybe maybe yeah and then uh, as a participant you mean regarding with uh, with games that you playing actually playing it uh yeah i used to play when i was maybe 17 or 18 i used to play games or younger um but i i, I felt that i didn't have connection with that and now even I, then you didn't have a connection well, I played it because we didn't have that many options in entertainment. Uh, you had some uh, uh, <laughs> uh, things on TV, and um, and then maybe it's a certain phase or with friends you play games. But it, I didn't connect with that uh, too much. But with movies, I did. I always had that thing in uh, not only animation movies, uh, movies overall. I, I I remember that in a certain life, I had a 
my my bedroom was filled with those uh, videotapes. I went to those uh, how do you call it secondhand markets, uh, and I tried to find certain classic movies. And then uh, I, I I got more and more videotapes, uh, so I could watch all the movies that I wanted to. I copied them from the video store. Uh, uh, two video recorders in my bedroom. Uh, yeah, my dad bought those also on the secondhand uh, markets uh, for cheap. So then when I was a little kid, I already had so many movies in my room, hidden uh, illegal movies then. Uh, um, um, so when I had kids over to play, we watched the movies of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that I had them all on videotape that were in the, you can only see in our rent in the uh, video store. What a different time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and nowadays you can watch all the movies uh, wherever you want uh, <laughs> and Netflix. And, uh, but then you had the videotapes. Yeah. And it really, the, those were really big. So it was, I had shelves filled with them. <laughs> they were chunky. Like yeah. this. You know? Yeah, like that, <laughs> yeah. But wider. But, was, yeah. But, I, but I do remember the feeling of the, the search for, it was like gold. When I found a certain videotape uh, somewhere or they sold it at a place, I was like, wow. They didn't because it was in the in a time period where they didn't uh, sell uh, movies officially in in, in uh, shops. Uh, only go to the movies. Then you could rent them, and then there came a point that you could buy movies, and then you get the DVDs, and then suddenly everything changed. I remember when DVDs came in. Yeah, I, me- I remember buying my first one. I think was Monsters Incorporated. I was, only, oh, yeah. I was only like eleven at the time. Yeah, and I went in with my money to the yeah. shop, and I yeah. was like can I buy this, you know, kind of thing. Or, but we, I remember getting a DVD player and that's when my brain, because they always had bonus features on, yeah, yeah. on the DVDs, yeah, yeah, cool. which was the best thing yeah. because I was, I loved the movies, but I was really interested in how they were made. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was Lord of the Rings. They had like every movie they released on it had an extended um, edition. Yeah. And then they also had two discs of bonus features. Yeah, I got, I still have those. Incredible. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, those were great. What a resource. Yeah. So, you know, that really inspires me just being, having access to this kind of stuff, yeah. you know, but you're right. It was like a gold yeah. hunt back and, then. And the same thing with, because we talked about last week about, uh, uh animation movies that it inspired to you when you were young. Um, it was limited because, um, for example, with the Disney movies, at a certain point, you could see them in the theaters, but they wouldn't be released on tapes. They, uh, I don't know, they had a plan like that they would release them in theater again after 10 years, but you never could rent these uh, uh, Disney movies. You could never see them. When they were out of the theaters, you couldn't see them. So there were a couple of movies that were available to rent, but those were different kind of um, studios that made them. And uh, when I was lucky, you had to, uh, uh, an animation movie on TV that you uh, could get on your videotape at home. And you watch that over and over again. On your recorder. Yeah. yeah, on a recorder, yeah. So then I had a couple of movies that I watched over and over again. And you mentioned to Hugo the Hippo. <laughs> That's one of the movies that I saw many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember when I was walking around there as a kid that I found a tape from... Uh, for example, from The Dark Crystal. And I didn't know about that movie as a kid, but I remember how special it was. I can't even remember how the videotape looked around me with the light, and uh, but the, it really felt magic. And I still have it. It was the secret of Nim, and uh, the, I still carry that feeling inside me. It's amazing you're able to still connect so deeply to that honestly. 
Yeah. And I think that's really one of the strengths that comes across from you, Jeremy, that I see oh. <laughs> is how honest you are in your approach. Yeah. You know what you want, you know yeah. what you don't want. You're through on that line. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not unsure about something, I think you take the time to think about it, which is really yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm 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 somebody who is always honest. Sometimes maybe too honest. Uh, <laughs> um, it it is a positive thing and a negative thing. <laughs> but but I, I mean honest with yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing you need to learn. When I promise some something to somebody, then I will st- stick to my word. So then I know if I made that uh, promise, well, I will do it. So, but that's also then a reason for me to really only say yes when I know when I'm going to do it. And I, and I know that sometimes back in the days I once, uh, you say yes and then, oh, I need to do it. And I don't feel like it, but I promised. And then you feel shitty about it. And, uh, and that I don't want to do that. I don't want to be worried about these things that I don't like to do. So I always am honest about I'm going to do it or not. And it's also good for the person as well, because if you say, yes, I'm going to do it, they expect you to do it. And I have a, I dislike it when people promise me things and I expect them to help me or, or I don't know, whatever. And they, they, you, you don't hear from them ever again. Yeah. Like, then just say it, man. No, there's nothing bad about it. Exactly, yeah. Because people are afraid that they hurt. No, it's not hurting. They need to learn to accept a no as well. But people are afraid that people won't accept a no. And it's the same thing with... The artist on Instagram, they are afraid that people... No, it's your choice. You do what you like. And if people have a problem with that, that's not because how you act is about... Th- it's their problem. They can't deal with the situation. You are honest and you follow your heart. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have any advice for people now who are starting out drawing? Starting out drawing? Or people who are drawing but don't feel good about themselves? Easier said than done. It's it's a draw draw what you like. It 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 really starts with that. First, be happy with what you draw. Draw the teams you like, uh, whatever. Don't care about what other people tell you about. Oh, that team doesn't work. Or uh, you have the stories about people that draw uh, a manga. Or if you like to draw that for yourself, then do it. If you wanna go higher up on a certain level, then you do to, need to do research about. What's out there? Uh, are there jobs out there? Um, be realistic, because I am—I'm uh, always honest to people t- uh, that I talk to. Um, there, there's a limited amount of uh, spots out there uh, regarding being an artist. Uh, you need to be good. You need to be realistic. Where am I? I need to um, uh, step up with my skills. I need to practice way more. But then that's why I say. First, be happy with creating because even if you don't succeed in finding that job, then you still have your artwork to create. And that's the first thing that you need to be happy with because reality is there's not a spot for everybody, I guess, but there's, there's, there's a spot everywhere for your own personal work. There's, you will never, never be limited with that. Again, uh, I've worked in cloning stores uh, and even maybe in the future, uh, uh, I need to do different things, but I accept that. That's your advice. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, maybe city <laughs> advice. I don't know. No, that's good advice. No, but yeah, it, yeah advice and draw. You need to draw because uh, people approach me and say, "Yeah, I love characters. I want to be characters." Well, show me stuff. Well, I don't have anything to show. Yeah, uh, step up, create artwork. You need to. I mean, if you want to be a top athlete, you need to practice. You need to run. You need to lift weights. You need to adjust your uh, what you eat. 
um, welcome to the life of being a, a professional art. You need to practice. There are, there are no shortcuts because uh, that's also a thing that you see with uh, the young kids. They think there's a shortcut and you get it. No, it's blood, sweat and tears and uh, <laughs> uh, you need to practice. But if you love what you do, then it won't hurt because then it gives you energy and, uh, and you don't need to get there right away. I mean, uh, the people approach me. I'm too old. And uh, how old are you? Yeah, I'm in 20. Hey, you're too old. You're super young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I made the switch when I was 40. Uh, so and then it gives them hope and motivates motivates them to uh, that. There's, you don't have to get there right away. You can make that switch later on. But you do need to have the passion. I think it starts with the, the love and passion for creating. Not because you want to make money. It's because of you want to create, uh, do beautiful things. And then if you, and again, if you are really happy with that, people will notice and see that and then you, magic can happen. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Jeremy. You're welcome. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. Like I yeah. said, it's such a pleasure to sit down with someone who's so um, clued in to their own experience, you know, that they're able to honestly approach that and yeah. be honest with their emotions at the moment, Yeah, which I think, you know, is not a skill that's lacking but I think it's a skill that many people find too uncomfortable to develop. Yeah. Um, but you're a, obviously <laughs> a great uh, representation of just try, you know? Oh, well, uh, great to hear that. And I'm happy to help out or to motivate people and to be themselves and trust uh, their own instincts and follow their hearts. I mean, uh, that's the, the beauty of life. Embrace everything that's around you. Wow. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Great being here. I'll leave it there. I'll stop all these things. <laughs>